This is the Rhythm Authors Podcast for Tuesday, September 18th, 2012. Episode 40, Dudes and Guys and Bronies and Stuff. another edition of the Rhythm Authors Podcast. I am your host, Mistaken, joined, as always, by my co-host, The Sound Offense. Hello, Internet. Dark Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls. That doesn't make sense to anybody, Sound Offense! Uh, I, I just figured I'd bring it up just in case anyone was listening to our previous conversation. Yeah, because that's... Before the podcast started. Before the podcast started. <laughs> that wasn't recorded. What is that laugh I hear off camera, Sound Offense? Uh, I don't know. I feel like we got a straggler up in here. Show yourself. Paolo from I Have Invaded. Yes. Arcanon from Chart Topper Studios has joined us once again to bring us a flurry of fantastic content from that fantastic authoring company. Hold on. My nose is a little bit brown right now. <laughs> <laughs> Paolo, how you been? I've been all right. Busy, but all right. It's been a long time since you've been on the show. Yeah, I know. And a lot of stuff has been going on since then. We're, uh... Well, we're still at a little authoring company we used to be, but we don't have so little songs anymore, so... Yeah. We're still the giant behemoth. That <laughs> Big, enca- bad rhythm off That exists to encapsulate you and make you feel insignificant. How do you feel about Blitz? With our one release a month. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're ruining the illusion! winning this month, then. <laughs> God dang it. Somehow I ended up with two releases right after uh, Creators came back up. That's after a whole month of no releases, so something. Sound defense, how many times am I going to fire you from this podcast? Uh, I'm counting like six or seven at this point. <sighs> anyway, Paolo, you're here, so that means we need to talk about some chart topper stuff, so why don't we kick right into your first song this week? Alrighty then. First song is our current uh, port over to PS3. It's Discord, the Living Tombstone Remix by Eurobeat Play. Discord, the Living Tombstone Remix by Eurobeat Brony. Your thoughts, gentlemen? That's a Brony song. And yes, it is. We're, ki- we're cutting it. <laughs> cutting it. Yeah. Next song. Next song. No, Paolo, next song. <laughs> um, so here, here's something I don't understand about the Brony community. Sure. <laughs> I could. Pre- <laughs> we're going to go right into this. <laughs> I feel like that could pre- I could preface that as a book. Like a book that just says, here's something I don't understand about the Brony community. <laughs> Authored by the, the book. book. Authored by Mistaken. I don't. I, it's my pen name, Mistaken. I don't even use my real name. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, why? Like, so they're, they're united in their love of My Little Pony, yet somehow they're also all are mostly very good musicians. It's like, I don't know. It's like this, this whole community seems to have like the best musicians, some good graphic artists. It's like every talented person just suddenly 
decided to like a show about multicolored ponies and make art and music about them, and it doesn't suck. Right, and that's the, the the not sucking is the part that I don't understand because <laughs> I watched the Rugrats dubstep remix. It's not good. It's really terrible. <laughs> and I don't understand. Like, there's no, there's no good reason for this all to be as good as it is. It just. Well, I don't know. If, if you watch the show itself, I've seen a few episodes. The music in the show is actually rather good, so it doesn't surprise me that the community is making good music based off because i imagine that musicians are drawn to the show it right. is i mean the, the show uh i mean one of the songs in the show even used a uh musical term to kind of hide foreshadowing and so the music uh oriented people would actually know what was going on in the episode i mean they actually put thought into the music and that's something that isn't really seen that much in cartoons these days and right I mean, well i guess the community is drawing in good people because the people involved here Eurobeat brony or well he goes by odyssey has his own kind of uh label that is all his own stuff and being a Eurobeat artist he's got like five six different names for all the different kinds of music he does and he's been doing this well before my little pony so i mean it isn't just some guy who learned Eurobeat and happened to crank out good stuff right and then living tombstone is responsible for stuff like uh have you seen asdf movie five i don't watch anything i've seen those. Yeah, well the fifth one the uh instrumental at the very end he did that and he's been doing stuff like this for a lot, and he's done other songs that are some that aren't in the electronic area that have actually sounded good enough to be songs that you'd find on the radio. I mean, these are really talented people who happen to love the show and uh, want to make songs about the show, and because of that, we have brony music that doesn't suck. Yeah, it just fascinates me how how you would like. I just wouldn't think that it would be that good. Like, I would, I would think that it's like okay, like it's better than my music. And I'm, I think I'm okay, but I don't know. Um, and your music is like ten times more difficult to play than this because it's like it's guitar true. solos everywhere. This is like one but this has dot zero dot five dots vocals. But this has great hooks, you know, and like the the chorus is a great hook. the The verses are so much fun to listen to. You want to sing along to them, you know. And that's something that I've never. That's the code that I never cracked in my music. So you know, to to see a bunch of bunch of bronies just cracking that code <laughs> uh it just it just surprises me uh it really, how, uh, how... your gears there doesn't it Err, no it doesn't bother me that much but it does it's it's surprising to me that it, that it is as good as it is um and this it, is uh and this particular song isn't even the original version i mean the the original discord is like the vocals are slower same choruses same everything but the instrumentals are completely different because it's all the original stuff super fast kind of stuff, some of which would probably reach devil to your range in rock band form. So, I mean, it's like the two songs are completely different, and yet it's the same song somehow, and they've each got their own separate appeal. Right, that's interesting. Um, yeah, let's just talk about the instrumentation a bit. I think uh, yeah. vocals <laughs> vocals are up. Whoa, don't die on me. I'm fine. <laughs> I'll um, be alive for at least the next <laughs> hour. Okay, good. Uh, good. That's all we need. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> after um, this podcast you can just go ahead and die yeah i don't really care um so mean but uh the, the, i think the vocals obviously shine on this as i said it's very catchy you want to sing along to it keys looks pretty fun looks like a good sort of mid mid-level um lead focused keys chart yeah just about I, I was watching that chart and it's like 
is rhythmically it's not very difficult. Most of your focus is on moving your hand around. So, yeah. You know, it's sort of a in between. It's not about like complex chords or anything like that. Yeah, this is a, no, this is one of those rare songs that when I'm mixing to get it ready for rock band, instead of checking like five or six different guitar stems in one key stem, instead I've got four different synth stems all to sort out, and I'm, I'm cutting like three of them open to make the keys track, and then I just leave the chords over to guitar because there's no actual guitar in it, yeah. and they've got to be playing something. Yeah, but yeah, sense. it's one of those that are so layered with keys, and most of them are just going on throughout the song that I think I feel like I should be using some of these parts somewhere else, but I've already hacked and slashed this one as much as it is. <laughs> so how do you feel about the Brony Authoring Group coming in and stepping all over the, the land that you pioneered by releasing the song? I am perfectly <laughs> fine with that. In fact, I've actually spoken to one of the guys in the Brony Authoring Group. And let them know that it's a great thing that they let them know that it's going down. <laughs> that you will not down. you will not stand for this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, it's like I mean, like you said, there's brownie music that doesn't suck, and that's a majority of it. And if I could go after all of it, I would just because it's all good music on its own. But I can't. I'm Chart Toppers isn't a brownie authoring group. It's just an authoring group that has brownie music. I mean, I've got other projects to take care of, other artists that aren't in the community. So I can't go after everything if I wanted to, but here's a group that can actually go after all that stuff and bring it to the game, and I'm really happy about that. Plus, it's fresh faces to the RBN, and I mean, can't really complain about that, thing is that we need more testers and such. Right. But if it, co- if it comes down to it, you will cut a cutie mark. I will cut a cutie <laughs> Right off their flank. This is so stupid. Okay. <laughs> More like a cutty mark. Oh, God. Oh, man. And so the puns have begun. I, I had nothing else to say throughout <laughs> almost the entire this is thing. terrible. Okay, let's get away from that as fast as possible. Right, yeah, what's your second fine. song this Moving week? Alright, we're going to go in a completely different direction here. Enjoy the hard rock stylings of All the Hated by the Venezuelan band. sifting so opinions on that one i don't have any thoughts because my sister came in the room and talked to me <laughs> sound effects <laughs> what do you think over, i got opinions and uh I, I you can't help but notice the lyrics in this song because it's a venezuelan band singing in english but uh the band did not quite uh Sing check english. their english as thoroughly as they could so you you will notice some grammatical errors here and there, and it's an interesting. Yeah, which really couldn't be avoided, of course, because I mean you could put a before hundred years, but he doesn't actually say that anywhere, so it'd be like over. It, that'd be it, technically overcharging. It'd be disingenuous grammar. You'd be lying to your to your constituents. And I cannot live with that on my conscience. That's fair. That's a fair point. Uh, I do remember. Yeah, it's, uh, I do remember some things about this. I remember the drum chart looks like a lot of fun. It is. It's one of my favorite drum charts that we've put out, and probably one of my favorite drum charts, period, in the game. Because, well, it's well, I mean, it's a it's a tier five, so it's not like 
super difficult. Oh, so it doesn't have blasts in it. No, no blasts. Because as we know, blasts are the only way that a song can be final tier. Well, then I must have missteered all but two of my songs. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... Internet. It's uh, it's a tough tough drum song. It's right in my skill level. It's active. It's got a lot of kick. It's got some fast toms. um, Interesting ride patterns, so... Yeah, it's, I mean, drums are what I use to sell this song. Yeah, for the most part, even though everything's awesome about it for me. There's a lot of yeah. There's a really cool ride palette, polyrhythm. There's a lot of neat fills, as you said, with a lot of double bass fills and just in general, like you know, unique rhythms and fills where it's not just you know he's rolling down the kit. He's doing yeah, uni- was, a, a special rhythm for this fill, and that makes it a lot more fun. Yeah, it was pretty tough to get some of it down, especially there was one. Uh, Three ride pattern in the second chorus that kind of sounds like it should have been ripless or something like that, but it's just as it's altered, it, it's how it is. Mm-hmm. But every time I look at it, I think, should I alter it this way? Should I alter it that way? It just seems so off. Like the drummer improvised that one section. Yeah, it, it was tough to get down, but overall, I'm glad for how it turned out, and it's amazingly fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think basis the basis needs to calm down. Like he needs to stop. <laughs> Because like during the chorus, the bassist is just like, "By the way, guys, I'm soloing." It's like, yeah, like yeah the bass even plays the uh, the guitar solo alongside it. I wanted to kind of mark it as a bass solo, but it does something different that I didn't feel with the bass chart being what it was that it'd be right to mark it as a solo right. for guitar. I mean, that was fine. It was on its own stem, so that's good enough for me. Yeah. So, if it's you were gonna say something, no, I was gonna say what he said. Then he said it first. <laughs> awesome. I'm just reading everyone's minds today, aren't I? Yeah, apparently. Um, yeah, the bass, yeah. the bass really comes into its own in this song. It's kind of funny how, especially during the chorus, it becomes very noticeable that the bass is just like, pay attention to me, guys! Yeah, and it kind of has to, because the guitar is really uh, great in this one. This is an example of uh, what I was talking about when we were talking about Discord. The songs were, that had like three or four guitar stems that I've had to chop up to make a good guitar chart. Mm-hmm. And this has like a little bit of everything here and there, and of course, being a really fast BPM song, a lot of forced on hammer-ons because I didn't think it would be fun having to strum the majority of what you just saw there. Real guitarists strum everything. Yeah, real guitarists strum everything. Get real. Rock band guitarists don't like. Doing Get that. real. Rock band guitarists don't like anything. <laughs> so there was a Family Feud thing at PAX East. Uh, Chris Collard from Wired was uh, doing a Family Feud thing. And one of the so one of the categories was things gamers complain about. My entry was games. And number I, one answer. And I feel I feel like it should have been the number one answer. What was the number one answer? Uh, I don't remember. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't DLC reviews. No, that was pretty. That was up there though. Um, was the game stop? No, I want to say it was DLC. Maybe developers. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember I remember the number three was everything. <laughs> Which I thought was really now, funny. Unfortunately would, accurate. Yeah. yeah. I would have loved to be there. Family Feud's one of my favorite uh, game shows to watch, and I want to be on there one day, just because <laughs> well, at home it seems so easy, because I'm just getting all the number one answers and everything, <laughs> but... I gotta figure if you're up there, you're like, um, I'm suddenly stupid about this. Um, uh, later, Hosen. It's a lot more stressful. Um, <laughs> this has nothing to do with this. Yeah. Uh, but they might do I it at PAX East. You never know. So maybe you can make it there. I um, hope to actually be there this time around. Had to miss 2012 PAX East. Yeah. Do we have any other thoughts on All the Hated? 
<laughs> I like the guitar. How long are we going to let the silence last? All right, I'll just say one last thing then about the band itself before we move on to the next one. All right. Um, if you happen to actually be in Venezuela in on December 16th, Sifting is going to perform there with Trivium and Dragon Force. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> That's a heck of a lineup. I mean, I mean, you hear this song and you think, I mean, well, Trivium, Dragon Force, they're full on metal. This is, you know, hard rock. Yeah. But Sifting, they've got a diverse set of music. I mean, from what I've heard, they've got songs that are hard rock and then songs that border into or go into progressive metal. Interesting. So, I mean, I'm really hoping to get more of them for Rock Band Network. Not- but for now, the only news I have is Venezuela, December 16th, Trivium, <laughs> Dragon Force. So do you think when tri- do you- do you think when Trivium plays in waves live, it gives people seizures? Oh, man. I, I should be sensitive to light. I mean, I've got a brother who's real sensitive to uh, light, and yet I'm fine when I play that, that song. That in waves venue is the worst venue I harmonics has ever produced. Ever produced. I, I was like, I was like, I can't see the char. Anyway, whatever. Oh, well, yeah. And the one thing I remember about in waves is that, uh, well, Shady Vox on his Twitter. Uh, told his iPhone to play Egg Whites, and then In Waves started wh- playing. And I actually didn't recognize In Waves because I thought it was saying Egg Whites. That's funny. I thought he was actually growling. That. That's funny. Um, yeah, there's another random. Do song. we want to move into the third song this week then? Yeah, I'm up for it. Go for it. Okay, this song is by the one and only Breno Floss, titled "This Is the Album You've Been Waiting For." This is the album you've been waiting for by Breno Floss. Your thoughts? Sound defense, is this the song you've been waiting for? Tell me. This is the keys chart I've been waiting for my entire life. <laughs> that keys chart's pretty intense, dude. It, it really is. I, I don't know if I've actually been waiting for it my entire life, but it is... It is that's like uh, up there with an unkindness, the stuff that they like to do. It's you know, oh, maybe even harder, because it's like... No, I think it's way got, harder. Oh yeah, you've you've got like keys thrown in right in the middle of all these really fast moving notes, and you don't really have time to parse any. Yeah, so it's, it's a lot of like really hard, really stretchy chords, and rep- repeated a lot, sort of Elton John style. And then, um, in addition to that, there's a lot of like two chord runs, like up and down. And then, as if that wasn't enough, there's also a bunch of um, grace notes. And grace notes are really tough on piano. <laughs> Oh, well, not on piano, but on uh, on keys and rock band. Uh, so yeah, this keys chart is intense, and it's easily the hardest looking thing on this entire um, this entire song. But yeah, it's uh, I think it might be the only devil tiered part of the song. Everything it definitely else deserves is a steady it. Steady four or lower. Yeah, it definitely deserves it. Um, uh, do you have any thoughts on keys as the guy who worked on it? Oh man, well for one. Thank every deity in existence for MIDI. Yeah. Because <laughs> that made this job a lot easier to do. I mean, the MIDI was a... It was live feed MIDI, so it was all unquantized. And I was afraid to quantize it because, I mean, all these chords going on at once. Figured I'd lose something even if I didn't detect it later. But, uh... 
intense keys. Um, very fun if you can play them. If you can't, they're uh, close enough. Very theatrical, like um, yeah. Well, like I was saying uh, when we were watching it, it's uh, the song itself. Randall Floss has said that it's inspired by "Don't Stop Me Now" by Queen. And Sound Defense, you mentioned that you were waiting for it to break out into that, and it did. It did. And uh, also inspired by Elton John songs in general. And I've even heard comparisons later of this being a uh, mix between Queen and uh, these vocals of his. I mean, he's got real distinct vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely got that. I definitely got that sort of um, Broadway theatrical vibe from it. Uh, yeah. And it's it's not hard to get. Like <laughs> I think it's pretty clear that that's what he's shooting for, and he pulls it off really, really well. You have like ten stories. Like the entire time we listened to this, you were like, <laughs> "Oh, this has a story. This has a story." So I, just pick something that you have a story about and tell us about. Okay, the guitar solo. Okay, the guitar solo, which is really quick. I'll just describe it real quick. It's really quick. It's um very simple, and the ending is sort of like a, a not a brutal thing, but it's like a really fast tremolo picking sort of thing. Um, and then it's, it's like uh, in and out. But yeah, guitar solo. That picking at the very end was... Uh, we've had a total of three people end up looking at that thing. Two in chart toppers and one in playtest. Really digging into that <laughs> that chart and trying to figure out what timing is going on here. Because, I mean, they were randomly playing. The, we authored it to straight triplets. Because, I mean, that's... That's the intent right there. It's triplet author, triplet strumming, mm-hmm. you know, with triplet uh, little hits here and there. But I mean, it's like they were just really strumming real fast and then finger here, 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 <laughs> and random spots. And it's like, all right, where am I supposed to put this note? Where am I supposed to put this one? Did you double tap this or are you still strumming? What's going on here? So difficult, so, yeah. difficult to put together is what you're telling me. Yeah. And yet it still ended up being part of a uh, four dot song, I think, because it's like one of the only hard parts of the whole song. Yeah. It's, I mean it's a move it's a moving song. It moves here to there, got a lot of hopefuls, a bit of strumming, but nothing really difficult until you hit the solo. And thankfully it's brief. So right. that's the only thing that didn't make me give it five dots. Right. Uh you said there's also another story tied to this that you want to dive into. Well, to the Maybe. song and uh, the album itself. Well, oh, yeah, Rental Floss fan- fans will already know about this, but this song is the first track on the album Bits of Me. And it was made to promote the album. I mean, he put out the uh, video, a music video of him, and even had a Guitar Hero controller in there, but that was before we contacted him. So, But um, yeah, this song is to promote the album, which the rest of it is just video game music with lyrics, because that, that's what he does. Mm. That's how he got big on YouTube. Makes sense that a song called This is the Album You've Been Waiting For would be a promotional vehicle for the album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, there's that. And, uh, well, the album took a while to come out, but he actually leaked the album on torrent sites and all that. And people saw it and instantly went for it. The thing is, he trolled everyone, because he actually replaced every single track with something different. Like, for This Is The Album You've Been Waiting For, he sang it completely in pirate speak, with a pirate (laughs) accent. And for every other song, he starts off with the first few seconds of the actual song, and then it cuts out and becomes something else completely, like a uh, a narrative, um, a scolding of the person for na- for uh, stealing the album. Um, I think there was a guest spot by the Nostalgia Critic in there somewhere, talking about how uh, piracy or something like that. Like, you pirate the whole album, something completely different, and yet worth keeping on its own. 
Right. That's something kind of neat. I always like, you know, people always get all bent out of shape about piracy and, or not, pi- but about anti piracy stuff. But yeah. I love hearing about anti piracy stuff because uh, a lot of time, a lot of people can be really creative with it. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite story about anti piracy is what happens if you pirate Earthbound. You ever oh, heard that story? Yes. Paolo? I haven't heard it. So if you pirate Earthbound, the entire game, all of the enemies are way harder. And when you get there's to yeah, way more of them. Oh, uh, there uh, so there, there's more of them. They're harder, and there's no indication that this is because of it's pirated. And then when you get to the final boss, the game locks up and deletes your save. Holy! Wow. <laughs> it's like the biggest troll piracy thing ever. It sounded worth pirating at first, yeah. and then at the delete your save, yeah, yeah. It's like unless you're like a let's player or something, that doesn't sound worth it at all. It's just it's so crazy that it's like it's it you've you've worked harder to get to this point than someone who bought the game, and then they're just gonna <laughs> cut the legs out from underneath you. Yeah, there's actually you can find a list online from Crack.com entirely of uh, creative anti-piracy methods. So yeah, I love that's that something to look at. I'm always more a fan of creative anti-piracy method methods over stuff like you know just like I'm gonna sue you. Yeah, this is a uh, yeah. That's why I was real glad to hear about this uh, about what Brent did because that was just the pirate song by itself is hilarious. And, <laughs> it sounds uh, like it'd be funny. Yeah. I think it even ends with just farting because he decides I ran out of lyrics, so here's a bunch of fart noises. Nice. Yeah. Uh, do we have any other thoughts on the song as it is in rock band? Uh, I think again we hit on keys. I think vocals are catchy enough that they're a, a worthwhile thing. Drum, drums are pretty good too. I mean, they're they're not the most difficult thing in the world. I mean, there's patterns you've seen before, but it's got that one tom section. That really stands out. That's true. There is. You, know, you ride on the green tom and then eventually hit the other two. And there is some neat tom stuff going on on drums, and there is the guitar solo that we spoke of. It's really quick, but it is. It does look like. It does look fun. <coughs> um, do we want to launch into our fourth song for this week? I'm ready enough for it. All right, let's go. All right, this song is by Skylidden. It's called Crab Lotions. by Skyliden. Your thoughts on that one? Uh, I think it's about animal cruelty. Let's continue. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So apparently this video is known on the internet by people who are more savvy than me. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's from a clip from uh, Dragon Ball Z, the bridge series. It's from one episode where uh, they're discussing uh, where Bulma is, and Krillin's guessing that she's doing something girly, like doing her makeup or whatever, and she's actually under the water in, in that submarine machine robot thing fighting a giant crab and so this this song plays during that while they're still contemplating about what girly things she could be doing and so uh well the fans of the, of the series wanted a a full length version because it was just a clip that was made for the uh for the episode so uh so the guys behind this skylit made the full version and they sell it now on itunes and amazon for a dollar and uh the proceeds go to saint jude children's research hospital that's cool. And because of that, 
this song is doing the same for Rock Band Network. Just like we did with Firehouse Bar, all of the money here, not going to us, not going to Sky Litton, St. Jude. So another another track on the network that, you know, if you want to feel good about yourself and own a song about crabs, yeah, you can purchase this track. Uh, you it is a unique opportunity. Yes, a unique opportunity to help to help children and to raise awareness about crabplosions. <laughs> about evil crabs trying to kill you. Yes, which is because like this song a menace, really. I mean, I saw that Skyrim video. Mud crabs are crazy. <laughs> Crab battle, dude. Yeah, I saw that South Park episode. I love how this song tries to. Uh, it starts off killing crabs, so you're wondering. Okay, this kind of sounds cruel, you know, if you're not familiar with DBZ Abridged. And right. then later it starts talking about how the crabs are coming up on your boat trying to kill you and all, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh these are kill me killer crabs. mutant crabs. Okay, go to well, There's this one lyric about a claw ripping people in half or something. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, well, it's supposed to be that one giant crab from DBZ, so. And that thing was bigger than a person. Yeah. So that thing could snap a few boats easily. Yeah. I think uh, I think the the two standouts on this are drums and bass. Uh, yeah, they, uh, uh, people seem to prefer the bass a lot more than the guitar. Even though I, I love the way the guitar sounds, it's just not as fun as a constantly moving bass. Yeah, a bass is really busy and has a lot of hopos and does a lot and pretty much plays the entire song. Uh, whereas guitar has guitar doesn't play as often, but it does have you know a really good tone to it. You know, it has yeah, main strong... riff, chugging riff, and that's really about it. Yeah, uh, it's still very, it's still pretty fun. And drums are pretty complicated because it's all electronic drums. So. Oh yeah, and uh, all the toms and cowbells that uh, we ended up putting in because the there was no fine. way we were going to take those out. The cowbells are pretty fine. <laughs> Every time they come up, I laugh. <laughs> I thought they would be a lot harder to play because I mean we were we were talking about it internally at first about do we author these here? You know what are we going to do about this drum chart? And then I was convinced to eventually go with. Uh, with what we have now, and I thought, this looks complicated, and I sit down to play it, and I suck at first, but then I start to get the hang of it, and I think, okay, this isn't an immediate devil tier craziness like I thought it would. This is just, it's tough, but it's really fun. Right, and it doesn't seem too over-the-top and unreasonable. I would make slight variations to how I do it, but that's just how I author, so. Yeah, this um, is one of those uh, polarizing drum charts. I mean, so yeah, it's wrong. Get rid of it. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I've heard different ways of uh, of how people would tackle this chart, but uh, it seems pretty good as it is. I'm happy with how it turned out. Yeah, it seems all right. So- sound offense? Do you have any other thoughts on corruption? Uh, not really. I just I've I pretty I feel like I've played this drum chart before. Like I I can't convince myself that I actually own the song, but I have distinct memories of you know playing that drum chart. And it's it, it is a lot of fun actually. It is absolutely unorthodox doing that you know putting your hi-hat with the left hand and doing the cowbell with the right that's rather unusual but you know it, it was it was pretty enjoyable i like that's good to hear uh well done do you want to go into your last song or not last song because there's two more left uh your yeah, fifth song paolo there. yeah well i'm gonna lead your into an ultimate song penultimate <laughs> yes yeah i'm gonna lead into it by saying that uh during this period you know when craplosion came out it was around the same time that All the Hated came out and this next song. And it was kind of a pattern because all these songs are like five dots on drums, barely three dots on everything else. And we just kept pumping them one after the other. And I thought, is this going to be our new thing now? But uh, yeah, that didn't turn out to be the case. But still, this next song is just as fun on drums. It is uh, 
from straight out of junior high. The song is called Dudes and Guys and Things. Dudes and guys and things and stuff. Dudes and guys and things and stuff. All there is and that enough. Dudes and guys and things and stuff. Oh, dudes and guys and things and stuff. Dudes and guys and things and stuff. It's all there is and that enough. Dudes and guys and things and stuff. guys and things and stuff by straight out of junior high your thoughts on that one i like uh so <laughs> i like everything about that i like i like the name of it i like dudes i like guys i like things and i'm a pretty big fan of stuff <laughs> and on top of that the naming your band straight out of junior high is really good <laughs> i think i think that's really funny uh yeah, I, I love this, these guys names it's uh, uh they, they they seem to be one for silly songs like i was listening to a bunch of their stuff when they uh they first approached us about rock band and uh They've got some really fun tracks to listen to. And, I mean, the album this comes from, the album's name is Sharknoceros. So, I mean, just coming into that, you've got to expect great stuff. That's amazing. Sound Defense. I approve. Sound Defense, what do you think about it? Uh, I think that th- this is, like, a really active song on pretty much every instrument, including the bass. It's just, it's... like, drum charts really intense, guitar is always moving across chords. It, it's high-energy song. Yeah. It, it was really... Earworm. Yeah, it's really high energy pop punk, and that is mm-hmm. one of my favorite genres. So it's like you might as well have written a song for me. Like <laughs> we we were talking about uh, what band these guys remind us of. We came up with some names like Sum Forty One, Newfound Glory, No Use for a Name, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, early Sum Forty One, All All Killer No Filler, Sum Forty One. Yeah, that's sort of um, right. Yeah, I mean, like I said, high energy pop punk, and that's just something I really dig. And, uh, you know, the drums are really, really complicated, and they're going to give you a workout. <laughs> you know, it's going to yes. be pretty tough. Uh, oh, and uh, the guitar solo in it, a lot of the guitar stuff seems a little bit Southern southern rock influenced a little bit, um, just in terms of, like, the tone they use and the style that they play. You know, the way they do the way they do chord bands and stuff like that is, is, uh, reminds me of, like, a, a Leonard Skinner t- uh, type of sound. It kind of does. It's one of those things that keeps a song more diverse than, you know, what you're expecting. I mean, you're, it's, it's a straightforward song, all things considered. You know, it's, the band has even said, this is the greatest song about nothing that you'll ever listen to. Yeah. And I mean, you've got, you know, standard chords, standard chord progressions, uh, super fast drums and all that. And then the solo kind of just kicks it into a slightly different direction. And then, um, well, and then of course, after it leads into a nice little slowdown bridge before it kicks you right back into the ending. Right. It's a, it's a really nice, put, well put together song. It's, uh, like I said, it's really high energy, so it's always fun, you know, just to have the song playing. So it was really fun to work on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it stands also as one of my, uh, favorite drum charts, even if I'm terrible at the really fast rolls, because this is like, I forgot, 190 BPM or something. It's a really fast song. Yeah. I, and like I said, it's definitely my style. So, I mean, if you're looking for a good pop punk song, or, you know, just a really fun drum song. I think this is right up right up that alley. Um, do we want to... Is there anything else that we want to touch on with Straight Outta Junior High? This song will get stuck in your head in two seconds. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you probably still have it in your head at this point. Like, <laughs> from the sample oh, alone. Oh, yeah. The, the, the name of this song actually reminds me of a great discussion I once had in one of my classes. It was, we were talking about classification, and we were talking about the difference between things and stuff. <laughs> and apparently, 
You was can a, draw a distinct separation between things and stuff. Was this a philosophy class? No, it was actually a computer science class. We were trying to catalog the entire world into certain categories. Some things are things, oh, and then you have stuff. So the, the difference that it is is basically, the, the examples they use, a table is a thing, and butter is stuff. It's like, if, if you cut a table in half, you don't have two tables. But if you cut butter in half, both halves are still butter. That is the main distinction between things and stuff. Fascinating. What's the difference? My only reaction yes. to that? Dude. Guy. It doesn't work. <laughs> Man. Man. Do we want to launch it to our final track for this evening, then? Uh, yes. The, uh, the song I saved for last. This is a bit more of a throwback than these other ones. This is our second ever Rainbow Dragon Ice track called Heavy Wetter. On this uh, latest piece of insanity, sound effects go. Monster. My, my face, it may not look like it, but it is heavily melted right now. I got no face no more. That song completely melted it up. Yes, and there's no guitar. It's all chip. Uh, it's all it's, whatever he uh, wants to call tunes. it, because I seem to remember him not insisting that it's that chip tune. <laughs> well, it, it is chip tune in the basic definition, because it's a. Uh, it's music made from a Game Boy, correctly. Right. And if you ever watch the videos of it, it's really fascinating how he does it. Yeah, he uses a... I think he uses a little sound DJ, so he uses that, routes it out of the out of the Game Boy and into his program, and then renders it out. And because of that, drums are a single track. Always. So, yeah. As you can tell from the, the, the sample, because the sample is going to be of the 2X version. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, um, that becomes a little bit difficult yeah. and uh, I've got to say also that just like with Creatures of Deception only even more so here those drums are heavily undercharted right well they have to be because yeah. no one played them <laughs> yeah each of those uh, those blue toms wherever there was a snare there was also supposed to be a blue tom somewhere there there's supposed to be like a lot more stuff in there that actually isn't Presented be humanly unplayable, and neither of you two, and I would neither, in our right minds, would pass that in peer review. No. I thought you were going to say pass that in the, in the game, which I was like, yes, I could. Well, <laughs> I was remember, is for, that a challenge? Free, Go I ahead remember and play free, uh, free was, three pad hits here and there. I'll figure it out. Uh, Freddie Green was passing a song at one point, uh, was passing a drama at one point, and they were like, we're not sure if this is passable. So, like, in my review, I was like, here's what you should change. By the way, image of me passing the song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, this, I mean, drums is pretty insane, and because of that, I don't think that it's interesting. <laughs> I don't think anyone should ever play drums on the song. Anyone who likes the song on drums is crazy. I've seen some crazy stuff. I mean, every time I do a Rainbow Dragon Eyes song, well, not Thrash Bat, but that's infinitely easier, even if still difficult. Right. Every time I do one, like, Creatures or Heavy Weather, 
I always think nobody's going to pass this. Uh, I kind of feel horrible doing this because, I mean, everyone's going to struggle and I don't even think these are humanly possible. And then the next week, one of the uh, top drummer guys puts up a video, 99% gold star Rainbow Dragon Eyes. I'm just sitting here like, what have I been doing with my life? Thanks, Dragon Taser. Dragon Taser, V-Dog, those guys are always the ones who uh, consistently do awesome on Rainbow Dragon Eyes songs. Dragon Taser is broken. He doesn't make sense. I think he's fake. Uh, but Dragon Taser was invented by Mythbusters. <laughs> yeah, I saw that episode of Mythbusters where they busted the myth of Dragon Taser being human. Um, <laughs> as, for, as for the other instrumentation, uh, there's a lot of... The vocals are actually surprisingly... You might not think much of them, but uh, you know they, they have a lot going on. And the harmonies, you said, uh, were pretty complicated. Three words for you. 17 Drivox stems. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need now, so many Brandon's, Drybox stems? Well, he is a uh, he's good at doing vocal type stuff. I mean, he he's uh, done backing vocals for other people before, so he's real meticulous on how he does that kind of thing. He uh, he's got double tracks here and there, so I mean, sure. half of the stems already ruled out because they're double tracks. Um, his growls usually take three to five stems on their own, which is why we went for the whole uh, three part harmony growl here because just enough of them were different. In as different as growls to be. Right. And there's also, you know, little lines here and there. He's got the chorus on a different line. Um, his girlfriend, Ronit, who's also got her own music, which is awesome. Uh, she guests on a few lines here. So she's got her own stem just for that. Her own double track stem. So a lot of stuff to work through. It's a lot of and vocals in this song, apparently. Yeah. You really high it. ones, really low ones. Yeah, you wouldn't think it based on the maybe based on the sample or based on the uh, song itself when you don't when you're not processing it. Yeah, um, if, if your if your sample didn't show the three uh, last chorus section where Ronan comes in, you probably wouldn't think too much of it because it's all standard harmonies. But that section mm-hmm. is when everything's going on: the uh, background uh, single line vocalization, then Ronan's lines, then the lead line. It's all crazy. Yeah, the the. The harmonies before that remind me of the harmonies in Amaranth, the uh, Nightwish song, where... Uh, That's a good point. Where, like where they sort of cross over each other? Yeah, where they cross over each other back and forth. Uh, where it looks like it looks like you're supposed to keep singing the same note, but you're not, because it's actually going up and down. But uh, the, the other harmony is coming in, and it's they're crossing each other. And it, it's a really neat effect in Amaranth, and it's a neat effect here as well. Um, as for other instruments, uh, bass is dumb. <laughs> yeah, I've... Uh... I've noticed everyone saying it's one of the toughest bass charts that uh, have come out, and it's definitely the toughest bass chart we've ever put out. With all the, uh, it, it, the strumming loves to change itself every so often. One second I'm doing like sixteenth or thirty second. I can't tell anymore because of how fast that song is. It's one ninety five beats per minute. You've got like real fast straight strumming, and then it switches to triplet, and yeah, and then triplet strumming, then straight strumming, then uh, two notes here and there, and it's just. No, trill lane. Yeah. And the trill lanes. Yeah. And then of course the standard uh standard uh eighth note thing that happens in pretty much every Rainbow Dragon Eye song. The easy part, I like to call it. Yeah. Um and then, you know, a ripping guitar solo. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's that's not Rainbow Dragon Eyes actually. That that's a guest guitar solo by fellow chiptune act Darius Carlin. That's interesting. So yeah, there's a I second collaborator in here. Yeah. It's uh Collaborations all up in this song. Yeah, so a few harmonies by Ronit, a uh, guest guitar solo, 
But yeah, everything else is still from the uh, Chip Madman himself. Mm. And then keys is just as insane as anything else. I mean, keys the song is. I took nuts. forever getting those keys done. No MIDI reference on that one. Yeah. Just nothing but a. Luckily, not a lot of chords, and, but. Yeah, it's thankfully. Still pretty tough. He, he, uh, I used to think he didn't use chords at all for, uh, for songs. I mean. Um, It'd probably be tough to. Yeah, because. Uh, I mean, the only times I remember him using chords are uh, the original Creatures of Deception, but that was just two chip pieces in one stem. You know, right. the RB3 version doesn't have that. Um, the solo doesn't count because that's Darius Carlin. And uh, I used to think that, but then Thrashbath has a few uh, little chords here and there. Interesting. But they're ten times easier than anything here. These are just really fast keys patterns that I'm surprised people have been able to hit. Yeah. I, I mean, can't hit pretty- them at all. It's pretty nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, like some of those parts, we're talking like uh, another step sort of speed, just in really short four or five note bursts. Yeah, and really, really long arpeggios, and you know, a lot of hand stretching. It's yeah. de- it's definitely a a final tier song for um, the leads. You know, absolutely. I I feel somewhat responsible for this chart because one of the first things we did was Veil of Illumination, and that just sort of like. Well, we're starting out with this. I mean, where could we possibly go from here? It's like end game, boom! We've hit the end game already. Oh, I don't anything goes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I remember you guys uh, put out that Andromeda video, and I thought really difficult keys charts. At that time, I was actually in talks, you know, to get heavy weather, and I already saw what the keys were going to be like. So I thought, okay, these guys just put out a ton of insane keys charts yeah. at once with this Andromeda stuff. Does mine actually? beat this or is it just short or what what's going to be the final verdict here right and andromeda shaped it in one other way too because uh you know the whole uh chameleon carnival keys alt strumming thing that happened in creators you know these are too fast to be one-handed and all right. that kind of stuff affected it here too because i've got like 16 triplet 30 second straight things going on in the keys that we have to cut down to sustains and single notes and all mm-hmm. so feedback from andromeda actually ended up helping to shape this chart this chart yeah it's and, interesting how yeah. uh rock band network was so close to sort of because you know rock band 3 came out and then we were working with keys like immediately basically like obviously rock band network 2 didn't roll out the same day that rock band 3 rolled out but you know we were already with that in that mindset so it was interesting how close rock band network was to the in, you know to keys existing and sort of setting the standards um, yeah. along with harmonics. Yeah, I remember when all that was happening, how I'm pretty sure at this point now that every group was pursuing Keys-centric songs. Because, I mean, we weren't exactly pursuing them that much, but around that time is when we started getting bigger. Rainbow Dragon Eyes had gotten notice. Um, we put out our last two RBN, RBN1 songs at the last second. And then all of a sudden, all these uh, artists are contacting us saying, hey, put our song here, put our song there. And a lot of them end up with Keys. And I'm like, all right, well... Time to sit down and start learning this stuff. Yeah. I've got like 10 keys songs to work on now. At least easy keys is really simple. Oh, On yeah. uh, five lane. Um, so is that everything we have for chart toppers? That should be it. Yeah, that's all six of them. Well, all right. Then uh, before we head into outros, then take a look at some of the songs that we have in
another edition of the Rhythm Authors Podcast. If you'd like to know more about Rhythm Authors, you can go to RhythmAuthors.com. You can follow us on Twitter at, at RhythmAuthors. And you can subscribe to the YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash RhythmAuthors. Also, we have a podcast email now. So if you'd like to send me or Sound Defense a message or anyone else on the podcast team, send that to podcast at RhythmAuthors.com. And if you'd like to know more about the uh, you'd like to know more about the Rock Band Network, you can go to RockBandNetwork.com or creators.rockband.com if you are intrigued by this five frame per second video of me and want to see more of my stuff you can check out my youtube at sound defense rb my twitter account at at the sound defense or my various writings at crack.com all right if you want to know more about chart toppers you can follow you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter chart toppers authoring and chart toppers respectively our youtube is ct authoring and if you want to know more about me, for whatever reason, then my Twitter is Arcanon, that's A-R-C-A-N-O-N, and my YouTube's Arcanon24. And if you'd like to know more about me, you can find me on Twitter at AtMistaken, and you can find all my writing at PMSClan.com and GameZone.com, and that's M-Y-S-T-A-K-I-N. Folks! Yeah! Another episode is now completed. Thank you so much for joining us, Paula. Always glad to be here. God damn it, Mistaken, how do we keep doing this? What? We're wearing the same shirt. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! On. This is fucking awesome. This is now the greatest podcast that's ever existed.